what's up what's up humans what's we got, up we got eric here of nomad on fire podcast yeah uh, nomadonfire.com podcast nomad blog. nomad uh, on fire.com so i met you in the gym the other day yeah we're in the nomad capital of the world chiang mai thailand and uh you were telling me you're doing remote year the past six months and you quit your job about eight months ago yeah back in july last year nice mm-hmm. cool so uh, freshman year nomad <laughs> that's right uh, i'm running on super senior year yeah my fifth year actually fifth year is done now i'm on to my sixth year Very as nice. a full-time nomad so uh yeah you're nomad on fire so um i love this fire acronym tell people what that means and what that means to you sure yeah, yeah. so Fire stands for financial independence, retire early. Um, So basically, I mean, the basic gist of it is that you don't have to work anymore. You have enough savings and investments or your cash flowing that you are not reliant on a job for income. So Mm -hmm. then the retire early part, you know, I'll get into that in a second. Um, But yeah, basically you don't have to work anymore. So a lot of people, that means uh, the 4% rule. You can look that up online. It basically just means that like whatever your investment portfolio is, you can withdraw 4% of that per year, like mm. forever in mm. perpetuity. You can live off that amount because if the stock market on average is returning six or 7%, you can take out 4%. The rest gets eaten up by inflation, but you can mm. live off that money forever. There's oh. also people you know, that are financially independent, basically cash throwing through real estate investments. So say I have four properties, they're each making 500 bucks a month in profit, right? On top of, you know, the mortgage and then the rent, but they're profiting that amount, then they're cash flowing. If they only need 1,000, 1,500 bucks a month to live, they're making 2,000. They're already financially independent off of that. They don't need a job. Um, Yeah, that's basically the thing. And then what does it mean to me? That is a good one. So in the FIRE community, there's a lot of debate around the retire early part. And a Mm -hmm. lot of people like the acronym, but they don't like that retire early part. Because Mm -hmm. I think, you know, if you're passionate and motivated enough to save up a ton of money that you can retire in your 20s, 30s, 40s, you're not just going to sit around and drink Mai Tais on the beach or play golf or whatever, right? Like you're a motivated person. I think human beings are meant to be productive they're meant to have goals and give back to the world and and work on things that they care about so Mm -hmm. i think it means to me is being able to have that freedom and flexibility to work on things that i enjoy that i think can inspire and help other people live a more free and uh enjoyable life so i actually you know people have their like target fi number right so if your target number is a million that means four percent you could withdraw 40,000 per year, right? So my original number was somewhere in the one to two million range, but I didn't come anywhere close to that. And I actually took the leap in quitting my job uh, before then, which I think is really important because every, it's, it's a scale, right? Like, I don't think you need to be fully financial independent. If you have enough that say you live off 30,000 per year, you have passive income that's covering 20,000 per year, pretty sure you could find something that you enjoy that you can make $10,000 a year off of, mm. right? So I think just every dollar that you save and invest is getting you 
so much closer to freedom and building a life that you enjoy. And I think, you know, more people should, you know, consider taking the leap before they hit that FI number, depending on their personal uh, situation. And then the nomad on fire part of it is I really just want to combine like the digital nomad lifestyle with financial independence principles because I think they're kind of two separate communities, but there's so much overlap and there's so much that people can learn from yeah. each other. Yeah, so much overlap. Yeah, I exactly. There's the whole nomad life thing, all of its features and benefits, and then the whole just like being an entrepreneur, being your own boss thing, uh, being an entrepreneur investor, features and benefits, and lots and lots of overlap. It's yeah, who knows how much, but yeah, I would say most nomads are entrepreneurs. I'd say, and mm -hmm. then a, a good chunk are you know freelancers. Yeah. Uh, or, or remote workers. They just work remotely for their employer, which is totally fine. Uh, totally great. Um, yeah, okay, that's dope. So yeah, retirement, I think about this a lot, obviously. <laughs> and uh, you know, the definition exactly is you don't have to work anymore. That's, mm -hmm. I guess, a standard definition. And why you do not have to work anymore? Because your income is basically guaranteed coming in automatically. You can just do nothing all day and your income still comes in. You can sit there and be a mummy, sleep all day, <laughs> whatever, sit on the beach, income comes in. So what's the definition of work? Well, in the four hour work week, the definition here is something you'd rather not be doing. That's it. If you don't have to do things that you'd rather not be doing, which comes from you know, your your job or your, your business, something that you don't, don't would rather not be doing if you don't have to do that stuff anymore you're only doing stuff you like doing so your passions like podcasting making videos making art making music traveling um dating um learning languages you know learning samurai swords learning sports <laughs> getting your body super ripped all this stuff you love doing you love so many things so just do that that's the vein of your existence when you get up every day, every week, every month, every year. That's the vein of your existence. Just living your life. Yeah. You know? Leave the whole need to get money, need to get money, need to get money thing behind and just live your life. So that's the whole thing. And I've met many, you know, young guys, 20-somethings, 30-somethings. They're cash flowing 10K a month, 20K a month, 50K a month. Uh, in, in Bali, I did a podcast with Dan. He makes 50K a month from his website. And now he's just like living his life. And, um, you know, and, and it's not like we're automatically going to know what to do with our time. It's a journey. Some people don't know what their passions are, you know. Some people know sooner than others. But it's a whole journey to figure out what your passions are. Passions are. But you need that time back and that brain space back in the first place to start to explore and try different things, you know? Just start trying different things. Like, most people never get to really get into these different things because they don't have that much free time um, other than like weekends, okay? You can be a weekend warrior, but how about be a full-time warrior, <laughs> you know? And just like do, do adventures full-time. And lots of people do that. Um, so okay, yeah, you can totally do that, guys. So, um, I think you made the total right decision. Leave your job and go independent mm -hmm. before you have a million dollars saved or in assets. And I think I know where that comes from because that's like the standard plan. 
work the job, get a million dollars in assets, and then until my you know, stock portfolio or investments are paying, and then I quit my job. No, 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 guys. That's the old plan. The new plan is doing exactly what he's doing and everyone in this community is doing. Yes, you have to work a job at the beginning to, uh, to pay for yourself, but on the side, you're working on your side hustles uh, to build your independent thing. And then everyone's situation is different, but after you have a certain amount in the bank, 10K, 20K, 50K, whatever, or you're making a certain amount of cash flow from your side hustles, depends on your personal situation, then you're ready to go independent. And it doesn't mean you're guaranteed to stay fully independent. Let's say you work independently for a year and then your independent hustle doesn't you know, pan out, doesn't catch traction, not making money from it, and your savings dwindle down, that's okay, you can always go back to get a job. But uh, it's, you can go independent sooner now, guys, because there's so many of these independent opportunities. Would you say that? Yeah, for sure. So I think, so you're, like, your audience is probably more like digital nomad, online entrepreneurs. Um, but I, I guess I'll talk about both. So I guess my, the kind of message I want to get across, if you're coming at this from the finance side, two things, right? Consider what life changes you could make before you hit that target FI number, right? I don't think it's, you're not guaranteed tomorrow, right? So it's not worth it to suck it up for like five, 10 years yeah. in a work life situation that you hate. Yeah. Like if you have enough savings and investments, consider taking the leap, doing what you wanna do right now. Yeah. Second piece on that too is consider geo arbitrage. like. I enjoy the digital nomad lifestyle, you know, maybe one to two months in each place, but that's just my personal preference, right? If that doesn't sound appealing to you, then don't do that, but consider how you could spend part of the year or just some of your time in a lower cost of living area. That doesn't have, if you're from the States, that doesn't have to be in Thailand. I love Thailand, it's awesome here. I leave tomorrow, I'm going to Vietnam, I'm sad to leave, but it's, it's a long flight, but there's probably cheaper places closer to home, right? Maybe a different city in the US, maybe you go to Mexico. I love Medellin, Colombia, you could go there, mm -hmm. also cheaper than the US. Mm -hmm. So that's my message for like the fire community. Yeah. For the digital nomad online entrepreneur community, the only thing I wanna consider, right? Like you kind of mentioned it a little bit, but say whatever you're doing, if you're doing FBA, if you're doing Instagram, like, say whatever platform you're using, they change the algorithm or something happens, it disrupts your business. Mm -hmm. Really the only thing I wanna get across to that is just make sure you're planning for the future, right? Mm -hmm. If you're making 50K a month, like if I was making 50K a month, I'd be balling out, but I also would be saving a huge portion of that, yeah. either putting it back in the business or investing it in other assets, right? It's super simple and easy to invest in stocks and bonds. There's I use Wealthfront, it's a robo-advisor, right? That's really simple. You just set your um, your risk tolerance to, you know, on a one to 10 scale, I think it is. If you're young, right, you should probably be pretty risky, right? Because you can weather those ups and downs because you're investing for the long term. But having those savings and investments just makes you even more free, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever happens to your business, say something really shitty happens, it gets wiped out you have those that you can fall back on and it's gonna give you that freedom to find something new or to start working on your passions. Yeah. And this is a perfect time of 
perfect time to bring this up because a lot of people are having big wake up calls right now with the China situation. Yeah. So I was having a, a dinner with the buddy Felipe, big e-commerce entrepreneur. He's like, yeah, I thought I was diversified. I have Amazon sales. I have Shopify sales. Uh, you know, I got Pinterest. I got Facebook. All these different traffics um, coming to my physical products. I thought I was diversified. Then, oh wait, I'm all relying on China. So. And my Amazon business too. We're lucky to have a lot of inventory in stock in Amazon right now. But if this, you know, China downtime keeps going on for a couple months, ooh, 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 that's a big problem. I need to be start doing some more uh, uh, content promoting my courses. Uh, to, you know, to start getting my income from my from my digital products. You know, and that's the entrepreneur mindset, of course. Different sources of income you got digital products you got physical products you got stocks you got real estate all of these things maybe you have a digital marketing agency um so that's yeah that's my goal i want all of those things um but uh, you know you got to start with one you know it doesn't happen overnight and um yeah have all have all these things um but uh, and then yeah i think a lot of uh, nomads should definitely not neglect the uh, long-term saving things and the stock things like the wealth front i need to get my game up on that have this like long-term plan as well um but yeah diversifying that's that's the whole plan so you can be stable and uh be more happy and free that's what it means to us what does it mean to you guys let me know in the comments um okay so yeah um i guess your your story background did you did you go to college yeah went to college yeah finished finished yeah it took me five years to change my major a few times but yeah, yeah. I graduated in 2012 um, yeah I mean you want me to go over oh oh yeah we're the same year uh, I graduated also 2012 uh, where'd okay. you go uh, Michigan State Washington State yeah <laughs> um, did you have college debt uh, I didn't fortunately I didn't yep very lucky to have our parents pay for that or did you have like full ride scholarship a uh, mix of parents helping me out and some scholarships. Scholarship stuff. Yep. yep. Um, cool. Uh, what did you major in? Supply chain management. Supply chain management. Yep, yep. Um, so obviously, as you guys can see, you know, we're just a couple of statistics of people who are not using their major. Um, <laughs> yep. Hindsight 2020, it's year 2020. You know, <laughs> do you need college? Anyway. Um, uh, I think you guys already know that. Um, okay, cool. So you found you were telling me that you found the four-hour work week in 2008 mm. when you that must have been year you graduated high school um, or yeah in high school. So how did that change your mindset? And like, did you did that make you want to become an entrepreneur? Or like, when did you realize you want to become an entrepreneur? Yeah, so I can I can talk about that. I think it goes back to 2008, and then I can jump ahead a little bit. So sure, I, yeah. I read that. Like, it definitely, I'd never heard of. It was just mind-blowing, right? Read the four-hour work week in 2008. But at the time, I was in college. I was busy with that. I had these ideas, but I, I didn't make any changes to my life or really try to start an online business mm -hmm. at that point in time. Then I kind of had forgotten about it. So we'll fast forward a little bit. I graduate college 2020 or 2012. I'm working at a job the first couple of years at a school. I'm just 
busy with that, kind of focused on it. Um, but then my work settled down a little bit. Uh, I had a more flexible schedule. I was better at it. I was more efficient. So say like 2014 time frame, you know, then I really started getting back into like the personal development space. So a few things I think were helpful uh, for me in my journey. I joined a CrossFit gym in 2014. Yeah. Love CrossFit. That was like, that was like the best shape that I was in as an adult. So that was a lot of fun. We talked about uh, community and being around like-minded people earlier. I, I love CrossFit because like you have the support of all the people in the gym, all your friends, and then you also have that like competitiveness, right? You somebody's right around your same level. Like you're looking at that person from across the gym, like you want to beat them in that workout, and you can just talk about things and, and people actually care about it, right? I could tell some random person on the uh, on the street, oh, I deadlifted, you know, 460 yesterday, and they're gonna be like, all right, like who cares? But people are gonna be excited for you, right, if you talk about stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then 2014, I also did some research. I got into travel hacking, which is basically just opening up credit cards to use all the bonuses and the points from mm -hmm. that. At first, uh, I'm sure you've talked about this before on, on your channel and on the podcast. Um, you know, I, th I thought it was, it had to be a scam. I'm like, this isn't legit. I don't know, mm. this looks weird. But as I did more research, totally legit. I don't know how many credit cards I have now, but a lot. Nice. So you it's, do this. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It's paid for a ton of free trips. I flew from Dallas to Santiago, Chile last uh, July. It was like five bucks yeah. or whatever. I had to pay for taxes. And then I flew from, you know, the U.S. to Chiang Mai didn't pay anything out of pocket because I used yep. all, all travel rewards. So you can definitely save a lot on hotels and, and flights. Yep. Um, on that note, I've been meaning to uh, to do more content about this because a guy who I met at the conference here in 2014, he travels full time um, doing this for free. Stays in five-star hotels for free and travels for free, constantly traveling the world. He's one of the top two guys that I follow on Instagram that travel the world constantly. Him and Drew Binsky. Uh, him, his name is uh, Mile Method, at Mile Method. His name's Trevor. Um, and uh, he actually has a, a done-for-you service um, that where he gives you a customized plan and exact dates on the calendar. Apply for this card on this date, cancel on this date. And usually it's like two cards at a time. And he has this whole like concierge service where he does it for you. Um, if I indeed referred you to him, then put in my name and like he gives me like a referral uh, bonus or whatever. But yeah, can be done. Very interesting. So how many years have you been doing that? Since 2014. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I actually am now just starting to work with him to try to do it myself because I see his Instagram stories every day. He's in Africa. He's in Europe. He's in South America. <laughs> I was like, I'm done with this. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm all in. Let's. Yeah. I, I'm going to be traveling the rest for the rest of my life. So definitely worth the uh, the investment. Yeah, um, I yeah, I highly recommend it. I mean, my personal favorite card is like the Chase Sapphire Reserve. That, like, it's a four hundred fifty dollar annual fee, but you get a three hundred dollar travel credit. Most people listening to this uh, episode probably spend $300 a year in travel, so that's mm -hmm. taken care of. So it's really only $150. But then I think you only have to spend maybe like two or three grand to pay for it on the points that you get. You get a bunch of other perks like priority pass, um, mm -hmm. lounge access, which is awesome in the airport, right? You get free drinks, free food. It's just, you know, a nice environment to chill if you're waiting in the airport. So that's my top card that I 
normally recommend. Nice, nice. Okay, cool. Um, all right, and so what? So you were you were doing you know the traditional plan that we all do with the job, and you know let's save up a million bucks and then quit and then go sail around the world. You know that's the mm-hmm. typical plan. Um, what was your job, and when did you realize that? Wait, I should not do that plan. I should do this new plan. Great question. So this all kind of builds. You know, you connect the dots looking backwards or whatever. Yeah, it's the, all uh, hindsight twenty twenty, right? Steve Jobs quote is there. So twenty fourteen, I started the travel hacking. I think that definitely helped. But the biggest things for me we're finding out about like the financial independence community and then finding out about digital nomad lifestyle. So mm-hmm. that's why the blog is trying to combine those two. Yep. So fast forward to 2015, I found out about the financial independence community. I really had never heard of this before, like kind of in this, in this uh, space, right? Like I had always been pretty good with saving and investment, but you know, the traditional advice is you need millions of dollars to retire. But I actually was just like mindlessly scrolling through Facebook, which I would not recommend to anyone out there. But in this instance, it, <laughs> it really helped me out. I came across this article. It was like a CNBC article featuring uh, Christy and Bryce. They have a blog called millennialrevolution.com. I actually got to meet them at the uh, Nomad Summit 2020, which was pretty badass. Oh, oh nice. You were there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. Yeah, I was there. I come every year, so you guys should definitely use that as your excuse to come visit Thailand. It's every January in Chiang Mai. Absolutely. Yeah, I just watched your video on it today. Okay, it's yeah, it's nice. so like yeah, I got to connect with so many people from all over the world. Just like yeah. mine, it was awesome. Yeah. So um, yeah, so I found out about that, and then it was just like perfect timing because I got really into financial independence. I read a bunch of stuff on their blog, a bunch of other blogs. Mr. Money Mustache is like a really popular. Um, blogger in the financial independence community read all that stuff and then that coincided like I got a promotion and it was it was a big promotion so I was in Louisville Kentucky at the time and then I moved to Austin Texas so the same time I started earning a lot more money I found out about financial independence so instead of inflating my lifestyle I kept just living like yeah someone straight out of college right I had a you know a used car that I had had for a few years I lived with my brother, save money on rent, try to save money on food, cook at home. Like all, I didn't upgrade my lifestyle in any way where most people, you know, they start having more money coming in, then they start buying Let's more see what I can things. buy. Swipe, swipe, swipe. Mm-hmm. So easy now, you know. Yeah. So that was a huge thing. So then my, my plan was like the a more traditional financial independence plan, which is like you save up, you know, it was my goal is somewhere between one, two million dollars, I don't know. I was gonna save that and then I was gonna retire. I was just gonna be able to do whatever I wanted every single day of the week, right, whatever. So fast forward a little bit, you know, I started this new job, it's a little bit stressful, but for a few years, everything's going fine. Then 2018 was really the year I did a lot of soul searching. So I'm working night shift at the time. Like my job is, I like the team that I'm working with. I'm, I'm making good money, but I'm working nights, which is not very healthy for you. You know, I'm just tired and like kind of depressed in a bad mood a lot of the time. Mm. I'm just like, I, this is not an enjoyable life situation. So compare that with one of my good friends from college. He's traveling the world. He's on remote year, year long program. He's posting medium articles mm. looking like he's having the time of his life, right? He's with a bunch of friends traveling the world. I'm like, Holy shit, like where, you know, 
where did I go wrong here? Like we literally lived together three years in college. He's out doing this and I feel like I'm just stuck in this situation that's not ideal. So 2018 was, was a year that I, like I said, I really did a lot of soul searching because most people, you know, you don't give up a, a high paying job, right? Yeah. Just to take the leap or do whatever you want. Like most people, like that's the dream for most people, right? Oh, you're- Yeah, I have you a know, great job. Oh, you have a great job. Like why would you, why would you give that up, right? Like you talk to a normal, person in America they're gonna look at you like you're crazy but I you know it in this wasn't like an easy decision right it's not like I found out about this and then next week I quit my job and stuff I literally had yeah. thought about it and planned for like a year like yeah. what I was gonna do yeah, that's perfect. Um, so yeah then I was watching you know a bunch of YouTube videos I was watching your channel Chris the freelancer I'm like this Johnny FD I'm like oh man this looks awesome like I, I need to change this up maybe I can do this and it come like financial independence, digital nomad go so well together. I'm like, wait, I don't need as much money if I can go to a place where it costs, you know, half or a third of as much as what I'm spending in Austin. So yeah. then the wheel started turning um, beginning of and then the end of 2018, my girlfriend and I we were just like, hey, I want to, you know, let's be location independent. Let's travel the world. Let's, let's find a way to work online. So for her, that meant finding a remote job. That's what she's doing now. For me at first, I was like, Oh, I think, I think I want to learn to code. And that's still a, an interesting like skill that I think I would want to learn. But then I like really thought about it and I was like, wait, I'm probably going to have to start. And like, it might be a remote job, but it's still going to be a job, right? I want to be able to work for myself and work on stuff that I actually care about. So then that's why I decided to start and work on Nomad on Fire. So have the blog, have the podcast. And it's it's been amazing. We were kind of talking about it earlier today, but just being able yeah. to work for yourself, having that location, time freedom, financial freedom, it's it's amazing. So that's where I'm at today. Heck yeah. And um, so yeah, that goes like, you don't need to be necessarily making cash flow on your side hustle yet uh, before you leave your job and that situation is up to you and it's um has to do with all these different uh, factors like how much you have saved in the bank how much you're currently making at your job and you know i tell people if you're making good money at your job stick that out for as long as you can stack up as much as you can mm -hmm. but there comes that time where the itch is so bad <laughs> especially once you find these youtube channels like me and johnny and chris the freelancer and like you're it's you see that every day you're like the itch gets so bad you're like everyone has that point you know where you're just like done ready to ready for the change um and so do you talk about how much money that you had saved up like i had 8k and i wish i had 20k you know like saved up uh so i don't share my actual numbers but like i did have like i had like a year's worth of savings okay, so i had cool. like i thought i could live off of 30k so i had 30k and i was like all right i think yep. i can um, you know, at least like make something happen or at least see if this is for me, right? Like I'm yeah. watching digital nomad YouTube videos. I'm like, this looks really cool and super interesting, but I had to find that out for myself. Yeah, right? exactly. You're not going to know if I think, you know, you can dream and, and have ideas, but like you should try out what you think your ideal lifestyle is. So that, yeah, yeah. So then I took the leap and I was like, oh, I'm just going to try it out. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, just did a video with with Chris, the freelancer, uh, <laughs> two days ago, and yeah, that's the whole that's the whole premise. Like, try it out. You try it out for three months, six months, a year. You can always go back to your job, you know. And so, 
what's the worst that's gonna happen? But uh, more than more than likely, you're not gonna want to go back. Uh, I would say <laughs> I would say if there was a survey. Um, actually, speaking to that, there was a survey just released by AngelList uh, and and Buffer.com, and it was a survey of 3,000 remote workers all around the world. And the question, uh, one of the questions was like, uh, after working remotely for a while, um, basically. Um, do you always want to ha- be able to work remotely? And it was like 98%. <laughs> so it's basically 98% of people who work remotely for some time never want to go back to just office working. So once you get a little taste of this uh, work remote, and and a lot of those people were just work from home people. They were not digital nomads. Actually, most in the survey were just worker motors like around America. Um, their top values were being able to work from home and being able to not commute. Um, so, yeah, try out what you want to do, whether it's just work from home full time and be with your family. You know, I just saw this video. Who was it? It's like her main thing was like, yeah, she can now she can take care of her kid. Like she doesn't have to pay for a babysitter every day now that she goes to work. No, it doesn't have to go to work. She can work from home. So like just that for some people was like so big to be able to be with your family or take care of your, your parents or grandparents or whatever your situation is just be in control of your of your time and your schedule and so that's a huge thing okay boom yeah there's the plan you came out before you had, you're making side income um, but you have a good chunk of savings so that's why you can start a um, business model that's a little bit slower slower mm-hmm. burn yep. uh, i.e. starting a podcast and personal brand but you got some time and that 30k will last you you know twice or three times as long out here um so nice um okay nice all right so you did um shout out to the remote year thing um for people that don't know what is the remote year uh thing and would you recommend that to start out your your nomad journey i guess yeah, absolutely. So I just so Remote Year is a work and travel program. So they actually now just came out with one month, but they have like four month, six month, year long programs. Mm. So you pay them a set monthly fee. You well, you pay like a deposit, then you pay them a set monthly fee. They yeah. set you up with accommodations in a city abroad, uh, co working space, different like networking, you know, pers- like professional development, different fun activities, and then flights between the cities. But then like the best part of it is you're with a bunch of other digital nomads, right? So my group had 28 people. It was a pretty diverse background. I would say like a third were remote workers, like working for a company. Another third were like online entrepreneurs, freelancers, and then maybe another third were just kind of treating it as like a sabbatical or just like a little gap, little break from work. Um, but yeah, I would definitely recommend it to anyone out there, especially if like, if you're worried about just going to a place you've never been before and like getting dialed into a community, like you instantly have that group of people that you're with, you're traveling with them the same, like you're all going to the same places together. You're with the same group the entire time, which is awesome. They have uh, city teams. So they have like, um, people that work in the cities that you travel to so they can give you like good inside information because um, they're they're locals right so they're from there like Experts, yeah. hey you should definitely do this tour or you should go on that side trip it's amazing you have to see it you know don't go to that neighborhood right like I wouldn't go there at night it's not that safe so like if you're concerned about 
safety or just logistics, anything like that. I, I think it's amazing. Uh, another thing with the community too is like you have lifetime access to their Slack community. So like right now, I think it's around, I don't know, 24, 2,500 people. But as more people do remote year, that continues to grow. Like you have access to all of that information. There's a ton of different channels in terms of what should I do in this place? Hey, what, what should I do about this visa? And then just like connecting with other people, even if they weren't on your program, you know, you can just yeah. DM them on Slack. Like, hey, I saw yeah. your YouTube video. Like, yeah, it's awesome. It's like connect. being an alumni of a program. Yeah. And I love that you call it a program. That's great for you guys because you can use that as your excuse to tell your girlfriend, uh, employer, parents, whatever, I'm gonna be doing this program for six months yeah. where I'm building my high in-demand skills, whether that be copywriting, Facebook ads, digital advertising, which every business needs uh, nowadays. So there you go. It's a program, guys. It's not just fucking off. <laughs> so if you want that hardcore uh, excuse to be able to show people the remotework.com website, this is the program I'm going on. It's for digital skills, but they make it fun. It's not like a normal freaking university. You're in a, you know, a college campus. It's actually you're living in interesting cities. So it's scratching those two itches because you know, XYZ person, you know I've always wanted to travel. So it checks both boxes. It's just like, I'm gonna be doing this. Um, just tell them six months or three months, like act like you're coming back so they don't freak out <laughs> or not. Or if you, if you're better to cut it and say, I'm going indefinite. Um, but so yeah, after that, you'll, uh, if you wanna keep indefinitely being uh, living in other places around the world while you run your laptop business, that's cool. But this is a definite good excuse to kick it off. A couple of good excuses, if that's uh, not uh, not your jive, every January in Chiang Mai is the Nomad Summit yep. that, that you came to, you factored that into your schedule. I highly recommend it because it's a great freaking move. You'll meet tons of friends, at the very least tons of Facebook friends um, that are also you know, like-minded, entrepreneur, financial independence, uh, nomadic travel lovers, um, digital marketers. It's a digital marketing conference. It's not like a travel conference, it's a digital marketing conference, but nomad with the travel spirit behind it, living abroad as it's, it's out here and founded by uh, digital nomads. There's that. Um, there's also uh, in in uh, in Bali. There's a, one coming up in June. Uh, a, a conference called the Digital Nomad Summit. It's a very similar name, but uh, <laughs> I'll I'll be speaking at that one uh, this year. Nice. So uh, come out in June uh, June fifth, twenty twenty, and high likelihood it'll be a, again the same next year. Um, and there's also another Nomad Summit. Um, at another location around the world um, mid-year as well. So use that as your excuse to say, honey, um, or whoever it is, uh, I'm gonna be going to this conference. It's just just gonna be a week and then never come back. You could, <laughs> you could do that, you could do that. But yeah, there's plenty of excuses. Um, those are some of them. But even if you don't do any of those, come to Chiang Mai, go to Facebook, um, um, Chiang Mai Nomad Coffee Club. It's a meetup every Friday. Boom, go to that. There's also the Chiang Mai SEO meetup. meetup. There's also a Chiang Mai Amazon FBA meetup. There's also a crypto meetup. Get on Facebook and find these meetups um, in these cities, whether it's Chiang Mai 
Bangkok, Bali, Saigon. Um, we got Facebook meetups these days. It's like it's honestly the easiest. It's it's too easy to yeah. con- to connect and meet people these days. It's honestly like it's it's too easy. <laughs> it's too convenient. We live in the age of too much convenience. Sometimes I think. Um, anyway, um, yeah. Now you're here. Now you're gonna go. Uh, you're gonna go to uh, Vietnam, Saigon. And then uh, Hanoi, Hanoi, so. yeah, and yeah. You gotta like do a couple months there, and then Bali, or just a few days, just a few days to check it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. So I was here for in Chiang Mai for six weeks, which is actually kind of crazy because that's the longest place I've lived since I left Austin last July. Mm-hmm. Uh, just checking out Hanoi for a few days, just kind of a fun little side trip, little yeah. vacation. Going to be in Bali in March, and then. Home base, I think I'm going to be in KL for April, May, um, but doing some side trips and some other things from there, and then got to fly back to the States at the beginning of June for some weddings. Yeah. So. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that whole wedding thing, man. I've missed a few weddings. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, respectfully, you know, hey, bro, or cousin, whatever, mm-hmm. like, you, you know, I live in, I would love to be there, but you know, I live in Asia, and I just don't think I'm going to make it. Um, wish you all the best, you know, Snapchat me in, you know, live stream me in when you're there for the after party, like much love. I'll see you guys uh, on the 4th of July, which is my family reunion, which is what I go back for the whole month of July, pretty much uh, every summer. So my va- my vacation is visiting home. It's it's flip-flops. Yeah. Most people, nice. they have one big vacation a year. I have one big home, trip home per year. This past year was twice. I went home for Christmas this year, which was big, and I plan on doing that. Nice. You know, I plan on making enough money where it's like, I fly home whenever. You know, I fly home twice a year, three times a year, you know, whenever I can fly home for these weddings. You know, um, and also be making enough money where I can fly my mom out anytime. My mom's come out twice. Nice. Um, my dad's come out once. Uh, my auntie and uncle came with my mom and dad this past this past year. Um, my brother was just here last month for the Nomad Summit. Nice. He makes 100K a year selling on Amazon. That's sick. And he got into it because me, he came out to visit us in 2016. He realized, oh my God, your guys' lifestyle is amazing. <laughs> Basically, to, to quote what, what he was thinking. <laughs> and uh, he went home and got into launching Amazon products and he has a handful that have caught fire. And he he gross profits over 10k a month on amazon and uh that's awesome super super great um so so super cool um so he can come out visit whenever um but yeah it's the whole the whole goal here is to do what you want you're going to hanoi for three days because you can Mm -hmm. you're going to bali because you can oh you're going home to the states yeah because you can so it's all about Building options and giving options for yourself to, to explore and do what you want. Yeah. Woo. Preach. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. Uh, NomadOnFire.com. Yeah. Um, go subscribe to his podcast. You know, check him out. Same thing with me. I need more. Uh, <laughs> you've seen this on YouTube. I, I need more podcast subscribers. I got to get better at promoting, letting people know that I also have actual podcast platform. Leave a review uh, if you're a fan. Uh, if you like it uh and yeah we'll we'll uh we'll keep each other um posted on instagram it's too easy these days to stay in touch with people instagram facebook too easy absolutely yeah Riley, it's been fun thanks for having me on the show man appreciate it you too peace peace
Listening to the Living That Life Digital Nomad Podcast. Hit the subscribe button on iTunes if you're a boss, and check out the YouTube channel for dope travel videos. Let's get it.